Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. In this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, Guy and Gary are once again joined by Peter Wilcock, and he's going to continue to share his insights into the journey of an entrepreneur. Let's head back to the conversation. Can we um, ask you a few of the more uh, off the wall questions about? business books, your best, and could you share about Exley Manning? (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll do the promo. So so business books, my favourite, well, it it used to be my favourite, but there's two from the same guy. So I think Think and Grow Rich, we've talked about this, Gary. I think that should be given to every 17-year-old. Yeah, And it was written in uh, 1936. I think it's the principles stand today. I think it's just a wonderful book. And and the, this thing about purpose sits in there because Napoleon Hill talks about having this definiteness of purpose. Yes. You know, what do you want to do? And I think it's interesting. If you talk, if you, if we talk to any sports person, music, artist, maybe business person we can think of, like Elon Musk or whoever, I think they'd all say that they have that purpose, that they go, no, I'm going to do this. You know, I always use Springsteen as an example. Bruce Springsteen never had a job. And his band members say, you know, we had part-time jobs. And we'd say, well, we've got a band, but we'll see how it goes. Springsteen never had a job. He was only ever going to do one thing. So Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. But then he wrote another book called Outwitting the Devil, yeah. which, was, which wasn't published way after his death, even um, 40 years after his death. And Outwitting the Devil, as the title suggests, is all the things that stop people doing what they, sh- they want to do or being the best version of themselves it's in this book and the way he puts it is that the devil is talking to napoleon hill and saying yeah well i like to i like weakness because i can control people who are weak so i like to you know <clears throat> if i can get them to smoke or drink or whatever that's weakness okay. yes um, i like i like to to fuel their lack of confidence so it's all the same it's the opposite of think and grow rich which is really interesting Yes, and the reason the reason they they didn't publish it was because the 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 thought then is well if if he's talking to the devil, does that mean Think and Grow Rich was talking to God, which was a bit too far out for nineteen thirty, yeah six, but I think yes. those two are, are just I, I think those two books are just just about do it for me. I think I think you're right. It was you that put me. Onto the latter. I didn't know about the latter at all until you mentioned it. And I got a lot from that, actually. I thought it was really, really good. And I think yeah. for people listening, it's probably, am I right in saying that, was it Dale Carnegie that commissioned Napoleon Hill and it took him 25 years to come up with that research? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. He, he spent his time going, talking to, you know, the world's best Schwab and, and Ford and all this. Um, and he was trying to do, 
a little bit of what we're talking about here. He was to, trying to follow the trail of what do these people have in common? Yeah. And then he, he, he got their characteristics and he put them into the chapters. And I, I just think it, it, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Hence why there is, I think there is a formula and mindset's a wonderful thing. I mean, he talks about having this mastermind group yeah. and, you know, mixing with people. And I know that you go off to Toronto and do that. And, yeah. and you, you know, that elevate, elevates your mind as opposed to talking to people who are, are not going to add value to you. So uh, they're, the, they're the standouts for me. Yeah, um, no, they're very good. I think they're good. I think two things. One is your sort of greatest achievement, and you may have already covered that really with Comcast, but uh, your greatest achievement and your, your biggest score, they would, they would be interesting, I think. Yeah, achievement, I... It's funny my wife always used to, always used to say about the cable days. She'd say you, you never you never satisfied, are you? You never think it it just seemed like stuff to me. There wasn't a there wasn't a, a great moment. It just seemed like, you know, it was meant to be and we got to sixty percent and you know, could we get to seventy and all that business? I think since then. I think the I think the achievement for me is that I've actually found I've I've taken all that stuff and all the other learnings and be it Napoleon Hill or stuff that I've come up with myself. And I think I've got to a place now where I'm I'm really comfortable in what I know and I like sharing it and implementing it. I think I think yeah. that's a nice that's a good place to be. And also on the basis that you have been successful. I think Guy and I often talk about this, you know, people are very ready to share information, but often from a position of not being as successful. So you're yeah. comfortable in your skin. Yes, yeah. I think it's, I always use the analogy of, of um, Everest, that I think a lot of people talk about, it's interesting, we, we sponsor um, a rugby union team and, the the coach who who 15 years ago won a trophy with them he's come back to coach them again and at the launch you know i said to them well the interesting thing is he's been up everest so whatever you think about any of this he's actually done this lifted the trophy yeah no no one else has but everyone's got an opinion and i think that being able to to move things and move people, I think people's a big thing as well. How can you make? How can you get somebody to be better than they were when you found them? I think that's like going up Everest. You know the cable thing. It, you know it's a story, isn't it? You, I I can look at somebody who works for Coca Cola and go, "Well, you didn't do that, did you?" You know you've got a forty million pound marketing budget and and market share. Yeah. It's not that clever. I'm, I'm sure you're clever. But it's not that clever. Whereas, and the things you've done, you know, you've you took a business from well, a, an idea, you turned it into a a, a great success. That's Everest to me. Yeah, you know, the, I think the, that. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. And, and your Everest was was the Comcast, wasn't it? And the NTL. I think everyone yeah. has one. And guy, yours would be yours would be cake, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely was. Hopefully there'll be a 
a couple more uh, Everest, Gary. Further down. Well, yeah. that's well, that's the point yeah. about achievements. That's why I was I was thinking I I haven't got one yet. You know, I I said that I'd sell a million books, and I haven't because I didn't. I I ultimately can't be bothered, but I should be bothered, and I will <laughs> get round to it. So, but it is a brilliant book. Share the, share the background of the book because I think it's a it is it is worth a million copies, definitely. Just share right. a bit of that. I think it's brilliant. Just on the scars, I would say the biggest learning for me is that the most important thing is get around the right people that that bring the best out of you. So, you know, be it um, the Comcast days, be it the 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 business that that. I'm helping at the minute that, that you put me in touch with, you know, they're the right people for me. And you probably knew that you were the right kind of person for me. I think, I think we've all had it. I mean, you know, I often think if one in three divorces that married people divorce, it's hard to get the right combination in business. And so my only scars would be on a couple of occasions, I've just got the wrong type of people and they're not, Bad people, yeah. They just don't. They just don't make, make me into Messi or Ronaldo or Federer. <laughs> yes, and and I I've got to be anyway. So then my book, I think you you probably found this too. You know, people say because of all this, the stories, they go, you should write a book. And I talk in analogies. So, for example, the Everest thing is just is the way I talk to people in in the business environment. And in fact, I was I was in a session the other day with this startup that I'm, I'm chairing. I changed all the pricing policy and I've talked about Everest and he said, oh, so what you're saying is we're not going up the south face, we're going up the north face now. And I said, no, what I'm saying is you were never going up the south face. We're now going up the north face. You would have never got up. <laughs> I haven't changed anything. <laughs> I <haven't laughs> saved your life. And, um, so because of that, I then thought, well, I should write some stories. And um, the Comcast guy, going back to that, he said to me, it's all about the camel in the tent, meaning just get in the house. And I didn't know what that was. And he explained it to me. And I thought it was so powerful. But what was more powerful was I told other people, look, let's just be, let's just be camel in the tent and it'll all work out. And one day there was a, a breakout area was repainted and, and I got a call and said, can you come and see it? Because we've done your camel. And I said, what camel? And on this wall was this massive mural of, of the camel in the tent. And I thought, that's amazing. I could have taught strategy all day long with PowerPoint slides and bullet points and they'd have walked out and two days later remembered nothing. And and everyone in that business, and everyone today, anyone who's surrounded who I'm I've touched, any time, knows the camel in the tent story and use it. <laughs> I think you've got to give us a, a short version, Peter, because people are going, "What the hell is camel in the tent?" <laughs> you asked the question for me, Gary. <laughs> Buy the <laughs> book. Buy the book. <laughs> no, no. So the camel in the tent is well, just very briefly. My book is about, it's it's about two people and it's the mentor and the student because I think that's how life is. And we can all be mentors and students at different times, can't we? 
and they meet by chance. And the, and the students, you know, saying, how do I get over this? How do I deal with the wrong people? How do I deal with limiting beliefs? How do I deal with my emotions versus my logic? And, and the older guy, the mentor, he tells him about his stories of business, but he uses animal analogies. So, for example, when he, when he talks about limiting beliefs, he explains that the, if you put fleas in a jar with a lid on, after 10 minutes, if you take the lid off, the fleas will not come out of the jar because they're conditioned that they'll be hurt. So you don't need the lid. If you explain um, why a business can't move beyond where it is, it tends to be because of the fleas in the jar. So the camel in the tent, which the Comcast guy told me about, is a Persian fable. And the story is that a guy is walking across the desert with his camel and they get to the evening and he starts to put his tent up and he gets in the tent and the camel comes and says, um, sorry, I'll be coming in the tent too. And the master says, no, 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 you're the camel. You sleep outside. So after a while, the camel comes back to the tent and says, um, well, it's freezing out here and we've got a long journey tomorrow. Could I just put the tips of my ears in the tent? And the master says, well, not you shouldn't really, but uh, okay, but just the tips because you're not coming in. And then his tips of the ears are in. And he comes back a little bit later and he says, it's just the extremities. I'm frozen to death out here and, and we've got a long day. Can I just put my nose in the tent? And he said, well, the tips are in, just the nose. That's it now. And then he comes back and says, if I could just put my head in, that would help enormously. So he, he puts the head in. And the next day, morning, some travellers are crossing the desert and the master's outside of the tent and the camel's inside. And the principle is, if you want something, often, if you, if you go full, full on, you get kicked back. So it's, a, it's, it's, and it's similar to, you know, if Tesco said to you, oh, can I have all your details, your personal details, so that we can track all your shopping needs and we can get you insurance and, you know, we can sell you deals that you might not want on email every Thursday. You'd say, no, why would I do that? What they do is they say, can I offer you a club card, which is camel in the tent. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's the same as Amazon. You know, they didn't say, oh, you bought Napoleon Hill, you should buy Wallace Wattles and it's half price because you say, mind your own business. What they said was, people who like Napoleon as a service to you, you might like Wallace. And you go, well, that's kind of you. So then you buy Wallace and they go, well, that's interesting. And the next time we'll say, well, if you buy three and if you take Prime, we'll do this for you. And it, it's if you look around, I mean, an example I use, which is a great example, is the the people at Calais, because they were so visible, and it, that that was actually saying, "I want to come in the tent," and everyone stood back and said, "You're not coming in." <laughs> Typical example. Whereas. Yeah. If, if you could put your tips of the ears in, and, and nobody notices until you're there. It's the same now with utilities. You know, you've got gas. If you take your electric, it's half price. By the way, if you've got three cars, we'd like your cars. But if your gas company said, 
we'd love to get your car insurance and your home insurance and your broadband and your electric. You'd go, no, you're a gas company. So I think it's a wonderful, it is. A wonderful principle. And it happens with kids. So, you know, my daughter would say, can I t- Can we go to the cinema with Phoebe? And you go, yeah, okay. And then when you're there, is it okay if we go to Pizza Express after? Well, seeing as we're here, yes. And, and now her mum says she can stay. And it's the same principle. And we lose it over time. If she said, can I go to the cinema and then Pizza Express and could Phoebe have a sleepover? You go, no, not tonight. So kids do it. And we lose it over time. So there's a camel in the tent for your solicitors, I think, Guy. Yes. I think we're running out of time. We need you to answer this last one if you can, because I think it might be useful. Biggest lesson you'd give your 25-year-old self, if you can do it. I would say trust your instincts and worry less. That's it. (laughs) Fabulous. And and do you know what? I mean, I I kind of, I've, I've lived my life, kind of built my business trusting my instincts. But it took me till I was probably early 30s before I had the confidence to trust my instincts. Yeah. And I guess worry less comes with experience, doesn't it? You, 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 see, you see yourself, you look back and, you know, when you came across really bad situations or what you thought were really bad situations in your early entrepreneurial life and you then managed to get over them and you do that a number of times and in the end you think, do you know what? Most things that people throw me, I can deal with. Throw at me, yeah. I can deal with it. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I'm going to deal with it tomorrow morning, first thing when I go in. And, yeah. you know, th- th- there's, there's ways to deal with all these things. So, yeah, really good advice. Thank you. Yeah, good. Great. Well, I think we've, I think we've lost Gary to the um, – he's disappeared out the ether. So, um, See, it's I'll... broadband. That broadband doesn't <laughs> work, does it? <laughs> well, it, I guess it just um, – it's going to be left to me to say um, a, a massive thank you. Really interesting conversation there's actually quite a few questions i, I want to ask you but we, we don't have any time now so uh maybe maybe no some other time but yeah, brilliant and thank you very much really good fun lovely stuff thank you so much peter for those insights um just quickly if anyone wanted to learn more from you peter find out more about what you do uh where can they go and where can they find you so they can they can find camel in the tent on amazon and they can find me on linkedin and let's see if we can get 100 listeners buying your book, Peter, and then you're 100 closer to your million. <laughs> I won't tell you how many that means. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brilliant. Thank you very much. Thanks, brilliant. Ivan. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capsule website ehe.capital for further insights and to join the EHE community.